So we are glad that you're here uh, today. Uh, we are finishing up uh, week two in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we encourage you uh, to join the journey on that. Uh, before we get into the message this morning, uh, those of you who are uh, on site will notice the boxes uh, at both ends of the stage. It is uh, Chris, Operation Christmas Child begins today, and uh, you can purchase uh, one of these boxes for uh, for $10 and then fill them on your own. If you are online this morning, uh, you have the opportunity to participate as well. There's a way uh, to order those boxes online. And so we encourage you uh, to uh, do that as well. Operation Christmas Child. So uh, as always, we are in this uh, series in the Sermon on the Mount and uh, excuse me, uh, uh, the, the Lord's Prayer that we find in the Sermon on the Mount. And we are going to stand together and read this prayer uh, together and then learn what Jesus is trying to teach us in this prayer. So everyone standing, uh, let's say this prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever. Amen. Okay, I tried to do that from memory, and I got some of the words wrong. But anyway, uh, go ahead and sit down. I'm encouraging you to commit this uh, prayer to memory. Jesus is not giving us words to say. He's teaching us how to pray, but this is a model uh, of prayer for us. And this, we are looking at a line uh, in verse 11 today. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Finally, we get to the give me part of the prayer. Let's be honest, right? Because that's the, that's the part of the prayer that we get to uh, most. I mean, if, if we're really honest with ourselves, uh, one of the reasons why most of us pray most of the time is this line in the prayer where, where it says, give us or give me. We may not like to admit that, and that's okay, because, I mean, it's okay to ask for stuff. Jesus right here is teaching us it's okay to ask for stuff. We live in a broken world where need uh, is, is characteristic to our nature, uh, and we have need. We have a lack that we need God to fill. We have a situation that we need God to fix. We have a sickness that we need God to heal. We have a relationship. We need God to reconcile and on and on and on, whatever it is you need. This is the reason why most people pray. The problem is, or the challenge is, rushing into this line far too quickly. For a lot of people, give me is the first thing they pray. And although Jesus teaches us to pray, give me or give us, this is not the first thing te Jesus teaches us about prayer. So then the first thing to notice is that give us this day our daily bread falls right in the middle of this prayer. Uh, it's in the middle uh, where the prayer begins with adoration, our Father in heaven, holy is your name, and ends with yours is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. In the middle uh, are these, uh, there are three, actually three declarations that we're going like, to look at in the next three weeks. Uh, provision, pardon, and protection. Verse 11 says give. Uh, verse 13 says forgive. Verse 13 uh, says deliver. So uh, we're asking God for provision, pardon, and protection. And so this, this is the first question about this prayer. How do, how do you pray? The first question in this line is how do you pray give me? How do you pray the give me part of the prayer? in a way that gives you what you're asking God to give you? How, in, in other words, how do you increase the odds of answered prayer? Uh, and, and that's what we're after. Uh, in order to do that, again, we, ha we have to review. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
I acknowledge you as Father in heaven. You are holy. I am not. You are good. I am not. You are sovereign. I am not. You are my Father in heaven, the source of all good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. There is no good thing that I have that did not come from you. As I said, you've got to know who you're talking to. You've got to know who you're asking. And you've got to know who's doing the asking. You are God. You are Father who is good. You are the Father of my supplier. I am the child in constant need. Constant need. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are the sovereign God. You are the one in control. You are the one working all things together for my good and your glory. And so I come to you humbly acknowledging that regardless of what I ask for, regardless of what I need, you already know that. And not only do you know that, you already know what is best for me. So I come to you asking you for what I need but grateful for what you give me because I trust that there is nothing that you give me that is not good. Friends, how does that change your prayer? How, how would it change your prayer? If you first went into prayer reminding yourself that there is nothing that God gives me that is not good. If first reminding yourself of who you're asking to give me and who's doing the asking the one who is in need. Now, friends, it doesn't change the fact that you ask. Jesus is teaching us to ask. So let's look at this prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Give. Everyone say give. Give. Okay. Some of you said that with confidence. Let's say that again. Everyone say give. Give. We, we don't have problems. Most of us don't have problems asking uh, for stuff. Saying give. The request to give indicates when we ask uh, to give, we're acknowledging our dependence and his goodness. Our dependence and his goodness. We are going to talk about our dependence and his goodness. We, uh, we need he is good, okay? So let's talk about dependence. The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, ask. Ask. What, it is it, what is it that we pray for? What is it that you need? Moses needed a plan. Solomon needed wisdom. David needed forgiveness. Elijah needed prayer. Paul needed a thorn in the flesh to be removed. Here's the deal, friends. If it matters to you, it matters to God. If it matters to what do you need? God wants you to pray for what you need. It is not selfish to pray for what you need. Why do we know this? Because the, when the disciples came to Jesus and said, please teach us how to, how to pray, Jesus said, well, pray this way. Give us this day our daily. It is an acknowledgement of your dependence on God. I want to ask, uh, I, I want to ask the Father. Jesus says, I want you to ask the Father in heaven for what you need in everything, in everything with prayer and thanksgiving. Ask your Father in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day is all about need, need. Now, of course, there's a difference between need and want, right? And it's not, sometimes it's, it's difficult to discern uh, what you need over what you want. Uh, is it okay to ask for what you want? Uh, I, don't, I don't think Jesus is telling us that you can only ask for what you need. He wants to know the desires of your heart. You need a job, but you want a particular job, right? You need food, clothing, and shelter, but all of us have particular desires and how those needs are met. Again, when you know uh, who you're asking and who's doing the asking, it kind of modifies what we're asking for, whether it's a need or a want. Parents, 
you know this, your child comes to you and says, I need a pair of Air Jordans, right? And you say what? You need a pair of shoes. <laughs> you, 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 need a, you need a pair of shoes. Now, as a loving parent, if I can afford it, because that's what you want, if I can afford it, and if I think you can handle it, you know, if I think it's wise for you to have it, I mean, what loving parent wouldn't want to give their children what they want, go beyond the necessity if it's a wise and good thing to do. I mean, parents, you, I think you understand that. In any case, you're not going to go without shoes. I'm going to make sure that you have shoes. We, we want our children to ask. We want to know their heart. Uh, ask for what you want, but we also want them to be grateful for what they get, right? You need shoes. You want a particular kind of shoes, and you need to know that you are loved, and you are not going to go without shoes. So ask for what you want. Ask for what you need, knowing that you have a loving parent. You have a loving father who, who desires to give you what is best and will give you what is best. Give us this day our daily bread. Friends, there is nothing that you have that you did not receive. You are not the author of your life. You are not the sustainer of your life. The very breath that you are taking in this moment is totally dependent on the God of the universe supplying what you need. We are dependent God is good. Let's talk about the goodness of God. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. Psalm 34, those who seek the Lord like no good thing. Psalm 37, I have never seen, I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his children begging for what? Do you know that verse? Begging for bread. Give us this day our daily bread. We ask God to give because he is the giver and he loves to give to his children. Let me ask you a question. How many of you find it difficult to ask for help? You know, you, you have this attitude that, you know, I'll just do it myself. I don't want to put anybody out. How many of you are sitting next to a person uh, who, who finds it difficult to ask for help? Okay, so let's, let's think about this because this is important, friends. God has given us stewardship of the earth. He's given you a life to live, and he's given, you, you have re responsibilities in your life that God calls you, gives you those responsibilities to fulfill. God expects you to live your life, not to be lazy, to, to work, to provide for yourself uh, so that you can provide for others. But get this, being responsible and being self-sufficient are two different things. We need to understand that, friends. You cannot do life alone. Asking for help many times is a part of taking responsibility because there, there are some things that we cannot do on our own. There are some things that we cannot get on our own. And asking for help is sometimes a very wise thing to do. That's one of our greatest challenges in life, right? Going it alone. We, so think about this. We either want to be our own provider. We want to be our own provider, which is rooted in pride. Or we don't believe that God will provide, which is rooted in fear. At the root of Adam's sin, at the root of our pride and fear is doubting the goodness of God. So I'll just take care of it myself. Think about Jesus in the wilderness, tempted for 40 days. And so Satan comes to him and says, you're hungry. We both know you're hungry. So just turn these stones into bread. In other words, take charge of your own provision. And Jesus knew exactly what Satan was trying to do. He was trying to get Jesus to doubt the goodness, to doubt the provision of God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. I love the Phillips paraphrase of that verse, which says, you can throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him for you, 
Read those red letters with me, would you? For you are his personal concern. Say that. For you are his personal concern. Isn't, isn't that awesome? Did you know that, that you are his personal concern? In this same sermon where Jesus teaches us to pray, he reminds us that if God takes care of the birds, he will certainly take care of you. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Give us this day our daily bread. God, you are good. Everything good comes from you. Give us. Give us. This, this is a prayer of weakness and vulnerability, acknowledging there are things I cannot get on my own. There are things I cannot do for myself. Friends, this is a prayer of faith. I ask you, Father, to give me because I don't have it, and I know that you do. And so I am acknowledging you as my source of supply. I'm acknowledging you as the giver of all good things. I am acknowledging that I am completely dependent on your goodness. The fact that I'm asking you for what I need is, is a statement of faith, trusting that you have what I need, and I believe that you not only have it, but that you are willing to give it. Psalm 27, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. One of the reasons why life is so stressful is because it is so daily, right? It's so daily, Groundhog Day every day. Jesus said every day has enough trouble of its own. But here's the problem for Americans, for 21st century Americans. We know very little, if anything, of daily subsistence. Some of us have never missed a meal, although that might be advisable. Americans throw away more food than the rest of the world gets to eat. We have refrigeration, we have microwaves, we have pantries, we have closets full of food. And we have Costco and Sam's and Aldi's and Tyson's. We plan our meals, we make our meals in advance, we freeze our meals to eat later. We have so much, we, we just simply forget where it came from. But the first century audience, the people who were hearing this uh, for the very first time, were well aware of the point Jesus was making in this prayer. And even today, 2,000 years later, I have, I've seen this in India and Africa and other places around the, around the world. Even today, uh, you see men standing on the street corners or in the marketplace looking for daily work. And if they get selected, they're loaded on flatbed trucks and, and, and shipped out into the field to work for that day so they can get paid for that day, so they can go back into the marketplace and find food for that day. I'm an American. I am far more pampered and conditioned to ever want to live with that kind of daily economy and subsistence and that daily need for provision. It's so easy for me to forget that whatever I have, I've been given out of the goodness of my father every day. To my shame, my prayers are far more saturated with my wants, fueled by a sense of entitlement, as opposed to humbly expressing thanks for everything I need. Can I get an amen on that? Good, I'm not alone. Give us this day our daily bread. This, this line in the prayer is directly related to the life of the Israelites in the wilderness. In fact, many scholars believe that Jesus had this story in mind when he gave us this line in the prayer. In Exodus chapter 16, we read, then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. In other words, whether they will trust me 
And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall not prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Daily. What is he talking about? He's talking about manna. Remember manna? Manna in the Hebrew language, it literally means what is it? What is it? God said, I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. But when they went out into the camp to collect this bread, it didn't look like bread to them because they had never seen it before. And so they called it manna because they didn't know what it, what it was. What is it? So mom, your kids are not the first ones to ever say, what is it? And notice the words every day and daily. Every day and daily. The same two words Jesus uses in this prayer. Give us this day our daily. Why didn't he just say, give us our daily bread? Well, in most languages like ourselves, we, we repeat things for emphasis. Jesus is reminding us of how important it is to pray every day for our daily needs. God rained down bread from heaven to meet their daily need. He did that every day. And every day they went out and picked up what they needed for that day. The Israelites had to learn to trust God every day for their daily provision. And if you know the story, if you gathered too much, it would rot. If you gathered on the Sabbath day, it would rot. God is saying to them, trust me, I will provide for you every day your daily needs. Isn't it interesting that God created our bodies in such a way that we need to eat three or four or five times a day? You know, why, why is that? I'm not quite sure, but could it be that throughout the day, God wants to remind us that he is our constant provider? I mean, most of us can't make it two or three hours in a day without being reminded that you need and that God supplies. And this is, by the way, why we pray at every meal. It's not just an expression of gratitude for the provision. Friends, it is a statement of, it is a declaration of dependence on the provider. Psalm 68 says, blessed be the Lord who daily, daily loads us with benefits. Give us this day our daily bread. Every day that the Israelites were instructed to go out into the camp and gather enough manna for the day. Give us this day our daily bread. Bread. How many of you are bread people? You just, you just love, yeah, there's a lot of us. You just love bread. Bread is the staple of life. What, 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 is, what is your bread? White, wheat, rye, soda bread, sourdough bread, pita bread, flat bread, Sunday dinner yeast rolls straight from the oven, mm. Texas toast, muffins and bagels and biscuits and breadsticks, baguettes and croissants, cornbread, cheese bread, cinnamon bread, zucchini bread, banana bread, chocolate chip banana bread, chocolate chocolate chip banana bread. I have seven days to go. Okay, so what, what is your bread? What is your bread? Friends, here's another indication of the goodness of God. He didn't just, he just didn't supply bread. <laughs> he supplied us with so much bread that we don't know what bread to choose. He delights and is still delighting in giving us bread. What is your bread? Friends, and there, I, there are two parts of this. There are two sides of this thought of bread, and both are necessary. Jesus is teaching us to pray for our daily bread, our natural Provision. We need bread. Every day you need bread. What is your bread for today? Is it your health, your finances, your relationships, your wayward 
children, the protection of your children, your marriage, your hurt, your habit, your hangup, your emotional healing, your spiritual restoration. If it matters to you, it matters to God. God wants you to pray every day for what you need, your daily bread. It is not selfish to pray for what you need. In fact, this is the reason you pray for what you need. We just learned this. Every time you pray for what you need, you are acknowledging your dependence on God's goodness. You, you need it. Uh, God has it. And so we go to our Father asking for what we need, but grateful for what we get because we trust Him. There's nothing that you give me that is not good. And whatever you give me is best. Natural provision. But there's more to it than that. I believe Jesus is teaching us to pray for our spiritual provision. And for that, we go back again to the manna story, but in Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, Moses reminds the people, and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and then fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man, that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Is that statement familiar? Satan tempted Jesus to doubt the goodness of God, his provision. And Jesus says, Satan, there is food that I eat that you do not understand. There is a spiritual provision that supersedes any natural need. Moses learned this the hard way. Uh, you'll remember that God called Moses out of the desert to return to Egypt and to free his people, the Israelites, uh, from bondage. And Moses says, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not sure that I want to do that. These people uh, won't listen to me. Who will I say sent, them, uh, sent me to them? And God says, I am is the one who sends you. This is my name. I am. You have to know who you're talking to, right? God says to Moses, I am who I am. Two weeks ago, we talked about uh, the names of God. Uh, Jehovah Elohim, I am who I am. And one of those names is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. God is my provision. I am who I am. Moses says, I don't know what that means. And God says, I, I am whoever you need me to be. I am who I am everything you need. I am everything you need me to be. Jehovah Jireh, I am all that you need. Whatever you need, I am. And then Jesus shows up. Now, think about this, friends. In the Old Testament, people were asking, what is it? What is it? Our, our most basic need, manna, what is it? But then Jesus shows up and people ask, who is it? Who is it? Who are you? And how can we know who you are? And Jesus responds in the same way, I am, I am. Seven different times, uh, particularly in the Gospel of John, he says, I, I am something. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John chapter 6, uh, John chapter 6 starts with the feeding of the 5,000. Natural provision, right? I mean, uh, be, beside the resurrection, this is the only story, the feeding of the 5,000, that finds its, its way into all four gospels. So this story is significant. And the problem is, after everyone gets fed physically, after their natural need uh, gets met, 
that's all they want. They follow Jesus around and they say, Jesus, give us more bread. They follow Jesus and, and they say, you make pretty good bread. Give us more of this bread. And Jesus says, you're asking the wrong question. How many of you have ever asked for the wrong thing? You don't always know what you need, but your father does. Jesus brings up, and so Jesus brings up the manna story in the Old Testament and says this in John 6. And then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, Moses, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. In other words, I am the bread of life. I am, the, 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 I am all that you need. Your fathers ate manna sent from heaven to eat in the desert to sustain their lives. But I am the true manna, the true bread, which gives you eternal life. He said this to them. You're coming, you're coming to me because I gave you natural provision. I get that. You have to come to me for what you need. But you have to realize that there is a greater need. There is an eternal need that cannot be satisfied by the things of this world. I am the bread of life. And if you take me into your soul, you will never hunger again. That's the thing, isn't it? Does, listen, your most basic need is not a what. It's a who. It's a who. Isaiah 55 says, why do you spend your money on what is not bread? Have you ever sat down at a meal and eaten so much that you say to yourself, I will never eat again? I will never eat again. I am so stuffed. I will never eat again. Three hours later, you're in front of the refrigerator, scrounging around for something you don't even know what you want. You just know that you want something. Friends, the things of this world will never satisfy the deepest longing of your soul. Why do you spend money on things that are not bread? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Bread is the fundamental staple of life, just as Jesus is the fundamental staple of life, the eternal sufficient gift of God in Jesus which means whatever you're facing, whatever you lack, whatever you need, your fundamental and ultimate supply is Jesus himself. He's teaching us what to pray for. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day, every day, every single day, God, give us the bread of life. May we hunger for the true bread from heaven. What, what is your bread? So we're going to spend a moment in prayer. And after preparing this teaching, I couldn't get beyond the thought that God wants us to ask for him, just for him. Uh, my parents are old. Uh, in a couple of weeks, my dad is going to turn 90. Um, I'm old, so you can imagine how old they are. So I, I, can, uh, I can remember a time as a child that pretty much my whole subsistence in life was asking them for stuff. I just wanted stuff from them. But there came a time at, in my life, uh, just last week, I went to visit them. And you know what? I didn't ask them for a thing. I didn't ask them for a single thing. I was just glad to be sitting in the living room with them. I just, I just wanted to be with them. Job 23 says, I have treasured your word more than my daily bread. There comes a point in your life where you realize that there's nothing that daily bread gives you worth comparing to the bread of life that God has given you. And so would you make that your prayer today? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads right now and just talk to God. And I would encourage you not to ask for, don't ask him for anything. Just ask him for him.
And I'll close in a word of prayer. Father, you are good, and everything you give us is good. And we are weak and vulnerable and broken. And so it's so easy for us to fixate and to focus, to be obsessed with our daily provision, our natural provision, what we need, what we want, what we think we can't live without. Turn our eyes toward the bread of life and help us through the, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, through the indwelling of your Spirit. Help us to realize that there is nothing that we need more than we need you. We just need you. So make, make you evident, make, you, uh, make your presence evident in our lives. Sustain us by your presence. Empower us by your presence. Give us the life that only can be found in you. Father, we just want you. And we thank you, Father, that you have given us you through your son, Jesus. A gift that we do not deserve, we could never earn, but we ask for it every day. Thank you, Father, for that. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.